October the 30th, 2016, marked my third anniversary of installation as the bishop who serves this wonderful diocese of Homa Thibodeau. During the past three and a half years, I have come to appreciate many of the aspects of life and the wonderful people here along the bayous. We have a great people with generous hearts and a joie de vivre, a joy of life. We have a unique heritage steeped in the Catholic faith and expressed in unique local traditions. We have a remarkable history, and this weekend we celebrate a historic milestone, the 40th anniversary of the establishment of our beloved Diocese of Homa Thibodeau. As mentioned in my Advent pastoral letter, I often hear people refer to the diocese as if the diocese were something and not someone. Some people refer to the diocese as administrative leaders with rules and regulations who tell us what we can or cannot do. Some people refer to the diocese as a building on Highway 311. Some still think of the diocese as something abstract. Yet, my brothers and sisters, the reality is that we are the diocese. The diocese is you and me. We are 90,000 Catholics together. We are 39 uniquely beautiful church parishes in harmony with your bishop who loves and serves you. The diocese is people and not a category. The Diocese of Homa Thibodeau is a particular people with a rich history and a unique personality. When I pause and reflect upon our first 40 years, I'm mindful that there is much for which to be grateful. People have shared life together. People have celebrated the sacraments and passed on the faith. People have proclaimed the gospel in both word and deed. People have supported one another through all kinds of difficulties and storms. The first 40 years have been filled with grace, and it's because of people, and these people are the diocese. To celebrate our 40th anniversary, as well as to further appreciate this historic moment, I would like to center my thoughts this evening on reflecting on three questions together. First, where have we been? Second, where are we now? And third, naturally, where are we going? First, where have we been? The Holy See created the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau from territory within the Archdiocese of New Orleans on June 2, 1977. On that historic June day, the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau was born. Bishop Warren Boudreau was installed as our first bishop on June 5, 1977. However, for hundreds of years prior to the installation of bishops and the consecration of cathedrals, 
The Catholic faith was alive in this area along these beautiful bayous. We as a diocese rest on a strong foundation of faith laid by the people who came before us. For example, it was the desire to celebrate the Catholic faith without compromise that led the Acadians to leave the English crown of Canada in favor of religious freedom, a freedom they found when they came to South Louisiana. Once settled, hundreds of thousands of Cajuns sacrificed their time, their talent, and their treasure to assure that their children and grandchildren would receive the gift of a Catholic education and instruction in the Catholic faith. The Catholic faith is so interwoven with the culture of South Louisiana that we often forget how unprecedented our unique history is. Our civil counties are referred to as parishes, referencing the church parishes whose boundaries they adopted. Our state flag bears the image of the pelican, a bird that tradition says will feed her young with her own flesh and her own blood, just as Jesus Christ feeds us with his body and blood. Faith is still an important part of life in our area. Indeed, our history reveals that we have a strong foundation, a foundation laid by people, our ancestors in faith. As we celebrate our history, we can count many blessings during our first 40 years. Our people have pulled together as a community through suffering and struggle. We made it through Hurricanes Juan and Andrew, Katrina and Rita, Gustav and Ike. We weathered the oil spill of 2010 and the economic crisis of 1985, and we will weather the current economic crisis that began in our area in 2015. Through thick and thin, through the good times and the bad times, the people in our diocese have repeatedly proven that we will come together to support one another. There were also other blessings of our first 40 years, such as innovations in stewardship and pastoral planning, as well as nationally recognized youth conferences and vocations recruiting. Another gift is that since 1977, the level of cultural and racial diversity in our diocese has increased. The people of our diocese are more ethnically diverse now, with Cajuns, Native Americans, African Americans, Asian Americans, Hispanic Americans. In short, in our first 40 years, we have seen examples of what's possible in the people of our diocese. As we continue to look at our first 40 years, we have also seen other changes. Our use of technology has changed. 
1977, we used rotary phones, remember those, and enjoyed the art of conversation in rocking chairs and on front porches. Today, we have smartphones, we send text messages, and my friend is someone who sees my post on Facebook. Our land has changed. Since 1977, we have lost over 600 square miles of coastal Terrebonne and Lafouche Parish. Our culture is more secularized. Increasingly, faith practice takes a back seat to other demands in life. And there seem to be ever-growing challenges to religious freedom. Finally, and perhaps most importantly, the local Catholic landscape has changed, as many of us have felt personally the impact of the declining percentage of Catholics. In 1977, our area was 68% Catholic, and today we find ourselves at or around 38% Catholic. As we reflect upon our first 40 years and ask the question, where have we been? Part of the answer given is that we have been blessed and we rest on a strong foundation of faith laid by the people who came before us. We have much to be proud of and we acknowledge that much has changed in some ways to our benefit while in other ways that present challenges to us. Now that we appreciate where we have been, I would like to reflect on where are we now. I'm proud to say we have great things happening. In the past 15 years, we have seen a dramatic increase in the number of seminarians discerning a call to priesthood. We joyfully ordained three new priests this very morning in this very church. Our current number of 14 seminarians, coupled with our 39 church parishes, places us near the top 10% in comparison to the rest of the nation. Our Catholic Charities is recognized as one of the most creative in the entire country, impacting over 16,000 people every year and providing $1.5 million worth of social services to our diocese. Furthermore, this past year we educated over 3,500 students in Catholic schools. However, even more important is what you do not see. There is no statistic charting the number of confessions heard, or the number of hospital visits made, or the number of hours of pastoral counseling helping people make sense of the crosses they carry. I cannot numerically report how many people were consoled at funerals or the number of marriages impacted and enriched, 
are the total number of souls that will experience eternal salvation. However, as your bishop, I can say that we have hundreds of people serving thousands of souls. I take this opportunity to say thank you to all the people who serve the Lord so generously. Few, if any, will know all the good you accomplish out of the view of others. Thank you very much. While we celebrate the great things happening now, we must also admit that we are facing significant challenges. The world in which we live is changing faster than it seems we can keep up with it. People are also changing. While the gospel of Jesus Christ is timeless, our proclamation of the gospel must take into consideration not only the timeless truth of the gospel, but also the ears of the people that hear this timeless truth. The gospel message is in direct competition with so many other things that demand people's attention today. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, we must adapt our approach and our ministry on both a parish and a diocesan level so that we might more effectively reach the people we have been called to serve in the context of their lives and in the culture in which they live. In fact, I humbly predict that the future of our beloved diocese hinges on our ability to adapt alongside the ever-changing culture in which people live their lives. My brothers and sisters, either we will creatively and intentionally discover and engage in ways to share the timeless mysteries of faith with the people in the secular culture in which we live, or we will simply further atrophy in number, lamenting that things aren't what they used to be. However, here and now, we have a strategic plan. This Pentecost weekend, I am privileged and proud to promulgate our strategic plan entitled Plans of Hope. Let me speak directly tonight about what a strategic plan is and what it is not. I know that the words strategic plan may sound corporate or cumbersome. However, in simplicity, the entire strategic plan is about people. The strategic plan is just that. It's a plan. And not only a plan, but a well-thought-out plan. It is a plan that is intentionally designed to intentionally help the people of our diocese to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ and their ability to follow him 
in their daily life. The strategic plan provides a process for parishes to understand how they can more effectively serve people and provide great resources to help make that happen. So in answer to the question, where are we now? We can say that we have great things happening, but at this time we are also facing significant challenges. However, we have plans of hope, a strategic plan ready to help us move forward. Where have we been? Where are we now? Let us together reflect on where are we going? Perhaps in life today, this question gets overlooked as we nostalgically remember where we have been and are daily consumed by where we are. However, my dear friends, we must also look to the future. And looking to the future demands from us the courage to be honest about our current situation. However, looking to the future and where are we going, I stand with you today as a man of hope. Yes, I have great hope for our future. I have hope because of what I know to be true about God, as well as about the people in our diocese. I have hope because I believe people are hungrier than ever. I have hope because I know God is longing to fill the void in people's lives. I have hope, and this is my gift to you for our 40th anniversary. I have hope for many reasons, three reasons chief among them. I have hope because of people like you, both our clergy and our laity. We have great people in this diocese. You never cease to surprise or to amaze me with your support, your creativity, and your generosity. You inspire me with your desire for God. You, the people of our diocese, make me joy-filled to be a part of this diocesan family. Many here tonight will be receiving our inaugural diocesan service award. My dear friends in Christ, being honored with this award, you are here because you embody the virtues of two very significant people, St. Joseph, the husband of Mary, and St. Francis de Sales, the two patrons of our diocese. St. Joseph served the Lord in secret and in silence. There's little we know about the life of the Holy Family while in Nazareth, but we know that St. Joseph served Jesus in those hidden years of his life. St. Francis de Sales is perhaps best known for his book, An Introduction to the Devout Life, which remains perhaps one of the best works of the spirituality of the laity. Together, our two patron saints served the Lord 
with hiddenness and with holiness. These two virtues are celebrated in the Diocesan Service Award. Tonight, we acknowledge two people from each parish who have served the Lord in hiddenness and have done so with great holiness. To you who are receiving this award tonight, congratulations. You give me hope. It is people like you that make me so very proud to be the one who serves you as bishop. In fact, it is you who challenge me to imitate you with regard to your undying service and holiness of life. I also have hope because of our priest. Brother priest, as I mentioned at our Chrism Mass, I am very proud of you. As I look back on our August convocation with vivid memories of men forgiving one another and asking to be forgiven, I am proud of you. When I recall our January convocation with vivid memories of us embracing a common vision for the renewal of our parishes, I am proud of you. When I consider the level of participation from parish implementation teams and all things strategic planning, my brother priest, I am proud of you. At our Chrism Mass, I shared that I see more joy and purpose. I see more authentic camaraderie. I see reawakened hope and the longing to move forward. I sense men ready to be shown how to take the next step and a willingness to take that step together as brother priest. I am proud of you, my brother priest, and of your willingness to be leaders, to be shepherds, to be pastors, and you give me hope. I also have hope because of our strategic plan. I believe our diocese is on the verge of something great. If the strategic plan is going to serve the people, then it had to come from the people. Over 800 people were actively engaged in our strategic planning. The process opened my ears to the thoughts, concerns, and the dreams of our people. It opened my mind to creative possibilities for our future. It opened my heart to the fidelity, promises, and power of God. It has given me a new appreciation for our people and for our history. It has given me a new, a new appreciation of the reality, complexity, and the opportunities our current situation presents. Most importantly, it has given me a reason to hope in our future. Now, my dear friends, I invite you to imagine with me for a moment. Imagine. 
Imagine with me what our future would look like if we all worked together. Imagine what could happen if our laity and clergy, our parishes and the pastoral center intentionally shared our passion and resources to address the challenges I mentioned earlier. Imagine what could happen if we committed our hearts and our minds to God, listening to what God wants to do through us and allowing God to work miracles as only he can. My dear brothers and sisters, we are in this together. We are in this together. We are the diocese, and we are in this together. As I said earlier, the diocese is you and me. Imagine what is possible if we pray together, if we discern together, if we work together. Imagine what your parish could look like if together we were intentional in forming disciples and helping people to encounter God in the circumstances of their lives. Imagine what your family, what your marriage, what your life would look like if God were as active and alive in the church today as was described in the Acts of the Apostles that we read throughout this Easter season. Imagine, my brothers and sisters, what we could say at our 50th anniversary if we work together. And imagine what they may say at our 50th anniversary if we do not work together. We are the diocese. And imagine, imagine what could happen. Imagine what will happen if we, the wonderful people of this diocese, are in this together. Amen.